In the liturgical calendar of the Ordinariate of the Chair of St. Peter, this Sunday is known as Passion Sunday, and we enter into the period before Holy Week known as Passion Tide. This is the Sunday when we begin to focus more intently on the cross and passion of Jesus as we make our solemn preparations to commemorate the events of his Passover during Holy Week and to celebrate with joy the Church's great feast of Easter. The Church appoints today's Gospel as the penultimate Gospel before the denouement on Palm Sunday. To see today's Gospel in context, we need to briefly review what has led up to today. Otherwise, it would seem that today's Gospel just fell out of the air. On the first Sunday of Lent, we heard from the Gospel according to Luke about the temptation of Jesus and how he was tempted in every way like as we are, yet did not sin. He is the sinless one, the righteous, who kept the, the law perfectly and overcame sin for us. The second Sunday of Lent, we heard from Luke again about the transfiguration, where the Lord revealed his glory to his disciples. Moses and Elijah tell us that his glory is the cross and resurrection. Then, on the third Sunday of Lent, we heard the parable of the barren fig tree and the need for justice and the Lord's patience with us as we strive to bear fruit in our spiritual life. And last week, we heard the parable of the return of the prodigal son, the archetypal parable of the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. Those Gospels form for us the context for today's gospel, according to St. John. All that Jesus has said and done before today is being put to the test in today's gospel. For today, we meet an actual sinner, the woman caught in adultery. Let's be clear. The scribes and the Pharisees don't really care about the woman they don't really care about justice. There is one missing clue that proves this. She was caught, we are told, in the very act of committing adultery. So, where is her accomplice? Where is the man? If this is really about justice, shouldn't he also be accused? Shouldn't he also stand trial in order to be stoned? No, the scribes and the Pharisees are making an example of this woman. They're using her to try to trap Jesus and bring him to trial and have him killed. That's what the gospel tells us. They did this in order to test him, that they might find some charge against him. That's why this gospel is on Passion Sunday. This isn't really about condemning her. It is about condemning Jesus. The question they ask reveals their plan. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such. What do you say about her? On the one hand, if he said stone her, they would condemn him as a charlatan concerning his preaching about mercy and forgiveness. On the other hand, if he says, forgive her and let her go, then he is guilty of breaking the law. 
they devised a catch-22. Notice how the Lord replied to this dilemma. Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. There is no room for confusion here. In his perfect wisdom, the Lord does not diminish the requirements of the law, nor does he say that she did not deserve to be stoned. As the sinless one, he escapes their trap by applying the law to all of the accusers as well. For when they heard it, they all left, one by one. The Lord strengthened the law and applied it to all of them universally. For as St. Paul said, there is no distinction. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. When the woman saw that no one was left to condemn her, the Lord said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and do not sin again. The Lord takes sin seriously. And in his mercy, he was revealing the heart of the Father from Ezekiel 18.23. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, says the Lord, and not rather that he should turn from his way and live? The Lord considers all men as sinners so that he can have mercy on all. The great tragedy in this gospel, therefore, is not the sin of adultery, nor is it the sin of judging others, though we shouldn't do either. No, the greater sin is that of unrepentance, of not receiving the mercy of God through forgiveness and amendment of our life. See, the purpose of Lent is not to focus on how bad we are, what miserable sinners we are. Rather, Lent is a time to, to bear ourselves before our Heavenly Father as his beloved children and to atone for our sins, availing ourselves of his love and merciful. And it is a time for us to be merciful, just as the Father is merciful. St. Augustine, reflecting on this gospel, said that when no one was left, when everyone departed and went his way, only two remained, the miserable and the merciful. The Lord does not want us to wallow in the misery of our sins. He wants us to experience the grace of his mercy. That is why he endured his passion. Forgiveness, our righteousness, is what he won for us on the cross. As we fix our eyes on the mystery of the cross this Passion Sunday, let us go before Jesus in the misery of our sins and confess them and receive his mercy. As the Lord said to St. Faustina, there is no misery that could be a match 